Hey everybody, it's Enrica and welcome to the second episode of Chasing Christ. Wow, I gotta get used to saying that. I just want to thank everybody who supported me so far. Honestly, it was just a really overwhelming feeling to see so many people repost me and people just congratulate me. It meant the world, but I can't forget that all that glory goes to God because this is his work that I'm doing. So I'm so, so, so excited for this journey because it seems like a lot of you guys are excited too. And that makes me excited because you're just like, we can do this thing together. We're in this together. So for this episode, we are going to be talking about what walking like Christ is. Because, you know, on this podcast, we're chasing Christ. And if you've heard the saying, how can you run before you walk? Today, I'm going to be breaking down Christ's character to see how we can walk like him and eventually chase him. I know, pretty clever, right? I came up with that all by myself. I'm just kidding. I got to give credit to the Holy Spirit. Actually... You remember in my last episode, I opened up and I was like, oh, I'm so upset that I don't have a guest. You know, the Holy Spirit was very offended by that because, you know, me and the Holy Spirit are very tight. And he just wanted me to let you guys know that he's here. So he's a permanent guest on the show. So Holy Spirit, we know that you're a permanent guest. Anyways, enough of that. Um, In order for us to walk like Christ, you know, we have to break down his character and how he was when he was living here on earth so that we can follow his example and live like him and potentially like i said chase him so to break down christ's character let's get it out there he was kind he was patient loving forgiving compassionate he spoke the truth and he repaid every evil that was done to him with good and wow if you really look into jesus christ's walk on this life And you can read about it in all the four Gospels, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. I recommend reading it for yourself. Because, you know, growing up, I went to a Christian school. So I always heard about, like, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus being crucified, and just hearing him heal people. And, like, when I got old enough to, like, actually read it for myself, I was chills every time. Like, I was moved just to see his character. Because he was just so kind and compassionate. And it just moved me to want to live like him. But then I was like, dang, I'm a human and people pee me off. So it's like living like Christ. That's why I think the saying, what would Jesus do? They have bracelets for that because I feel like since we're human, we find ourselves in situations where we're just like, we want to act on our flesh. Like, oh my gosh, this person's so annoying. So it's like, what would Jesus do? So to start off with kindness, it's something that we can ask ourselves. How can we be kind to others? And, you know, the gospel is a very big advocate for people being kind to people who aren't even kind to them. And for me, it's just like, oh, now I'll just be kind to who's kind to me. And like I had that mindset a lot before I gave my life to Christ. I was like, why do I have to be nice to this person if they're not nice to me? Well, I don't owe them anything. And then I remembered that Jesus Christ was so nice to everybody. I mean, people who literally hated this man. And he was just like, you know what, kill him with kindness. So I ask myself daily, like, how can I use any of the characteristics Christ possessed in my day, in my life? So obviously it's a challenge because, I mean, it says to act like Christ. I can't be him because, I mean, I don't know how he did it, but he did. And being patient is something that I struggle with a lot. 
you know, being patient, that's one of the fruits of the spirits. And I feel like my patience has gotten a lot better since I've started my walk with Christ, for sure. But there are definitely times where I struggle and I'm just like, I can't. I can't. There's times where I've, been, I've walked out of lines and I'm just like, yeah, I can't do this. And I'm pretty sure everybody else could relate to this too. But you're, you're driving and then someone comes over in, their lane, in your lane and they're just going like five miles per hour. It's like, why did you get in front of me? Why did you get in front of me? And I know a lot of people could relate to that, especially driving in South Florida, because I used to have like terrible road rage before. Not even before. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I still have road rage, but it's just to an extent like there's no cursing. But trust me, I go through the emotions and like the Holy Spirit will convict me and be like, what are you upset about? Are you really upset that this car is going so I'm like, yes, I'm upset. And it just reminds me like that's nothing compared to how patient Christ had to be, especially with us every day, because, you know, we mess up over and over again. And he's just like, all right, come to me. We'll figure it out. And I'm just like, how? Like, how are you? How are you this patient? I don't understand. And when I think of Christ's life here on earth, I think one of the biggest things that stand stood out to me was how he didn't live by the status quo. Like during the time where he was ministering, the people back then, they were very, very big on law and they were very strict. And I'm not saying law is a bad thing. We need the law so we can upkeep ourselves in the way that God has called us. So do not try to twist my words. And um, yes, but I wanted to share a story that literally moves me every single time I read it. Like I said, you could read it in any of the gospels because that's basically where today's podcast is gonna be centered around because you know, during the Gospels, that's the Christ. That's the ministry of Christ when he started his ministry. So let me set the scene for you guys here. All right, so we got Jesus here. He's walking on earth. He has a couple of disciples, you know, his gang, of course. And keep in mind, a lot of people had a lot of mixed emotions about Jesus because they were just like, hmm, I don't know where you want to say that you're the son of God. Hmm, I don't like that. But there were other people who noticed the fruits of his spirit, like kindness, compassion, um, charity, and love. So some people were persuaded by him. So anyways, we're setting the scene. I don't remember exactly what town this happened in, but I know that it was in front of a big crowd. And I don't know if you guys know the story of the adulterous woman, but I'm about to get into that. And if you don't know it for yourself, I suggest that you read it. So... Um, a whole bunch of religious leaders who were opposed to Christ. They didn't believe in his message. They didn't believe that he was the son of God. Basically, they just wanted to get rid of him. So, you know, Christ being just so unbothered, he's walking through this town and there's this lady there and she had just been caught in the act of adultery, allegedly. I'm just kidding. She probably, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. But, you know, these men, they, they're trying to trap Jesus. They're like, trying to see his actual character because they knew that back then adultery was a huge sin. Like they would stone you to death. Actually, that's what about this woman is about to face. So they wanted to see if Jesus himself was going to stone this woman or if he was going to let her go. Because either way, they would have been like, okay, if he lets her go, he doesn't care about the law. But if he would have stoned her, they would have been like, see, you kill people. So what are you trying to say? So basically it was a lose-lose situation in our eyes. But Christ being so smart... He knew exactly what he was going to do. So we're setting the scene. This lady, they, they're bringing her out. And keep in mind, there's a huge crowd. I'm pretty sure her child was there. I don't know if that's in the Bible, but I saw a movie and they showed a ch child there and he was screaming, mom, broke my heart. Anyways, so 
the lady, she's in the dirt and like she's she's face down, like she's in her rags and she's just like looking down and she's just crying. And, like there's people in the crowd screaming these terrible things like stone her, stone her, blah, blah, blah. So Jesus is walking through at this exact time. So the religious leader, they call him over and they're like, Jesus, come over here. And then he's like, okay. And then they're like, this woman has just been caught in the act of adultery. The book of Moses says that we're supposed to stone her to death. What do you think? So he gets over there. He starts riding on the ground. And everyone's just like, what is he doing? Like, he's just riding on the ground. And then they're like, are you not going to answer us? And then he stands up and he picks up a stone. And Jesus goes, let he who is without sin throw the first stone. Woo. If you've never committed a sin, throw that stone at her. And one by one, every single person dropped their stone because they know they had committed sin. And he looks at this woman. This woman is so shaken up because this man is showing her compassion and she doesn't deserve it. Grace. That's another thing. Grace. So he looks at her and he says, woman, who condemns you? And she says, no one, my Lord. And he says, neither do I. Go and be without sin. And he forgave her. Like, just imagine you're this woman. You're about to be stoned to death. And then you have this person just coming out and being like, you know what? You're not the only person who sinned. So, you know, Christ lets this woman go in compassion. He could have condemned her just like everybody else wanted him to. He could have been like, you know what? You know what you should have not been doing and you still did it. I'm sorry. This is what the law says. But like I said, Christ doesn't roll like everybody else. He's just built different. Simple. That's how he is. That's how he rolls. And he knew that in his heart that we all need compassion. We all need grace. In some way or another, we are that adulterous woman. We have sins that we struggle with. And instead of him being like, yeah, y'all got to get it together. He's just like, you know what? Come here. I forgive you. And that's a beautiful thing to think about. About how he walked. And if that's not enough to show you Christ's kindness, y'all not going to be ready for this next story because yeah, I brought two. All right, let me set the scene one more time. All right, so we're at Christ's crucifixion and, you know, he's being murdered. He, the way that they killed him was disgusting. It was terrible. So we're at his crucifixion and he's hanging from the cross and, you know, he has nails in his hand. He's beaten. He's hungry. He's just, he's over it as anybody would be hanging from a cross. And in those moments, you know, this is, like I said, this is in all the gospels. I recommend everybody reading this for themselves. Or if you grew up, you've probably seen this movie at least once, either The Passion of Christ or, let me stop before I get copyrighted. But, um, so anyways, Jesus is hanging from the cross. And this is something that just like put everything into perspective for me. He's on the cross and these people are making fun of him and they're casting lots for his clothes. So I casting lots like back then it's like playing jacks. So they're playing jacks, you know, while this man is bleeding out on a cross, just dying for no reason. Let's add that. And well, not no reason, you know, he did it for us. But like, you know, like they killed him just because they wanted to kill him. So they're casting lots for his clothes. And I don't know about you, but I would have been raising heck on that cross i'd have been like okay y'all want to kill me mad daddy's coming and he's gonna kill all of you guys and he's gonna do this and he's gonna do that you guys are gonna repay for this just wait until my second coming and jesus was just this is what gets me 
So as they're doing this, you know, they're casting lots for his clothes. They're making fun of him. They're just poking him around, just being terrible people. You want to know why Jesus looks up at heaven to his father? And he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Mm. Just imagine someone being in his position, dying on a cross, and his first instinct is not to talk back or to tell them, oh, they have something coming for them, but he's asking for forgiveness for them. And you're telling me you can't forgive that one person that was talking crap about you in high school? You can't let go of that one person who broke your heart? You can't forgive yourself for anything terrible you've done to somebody? Come on. And I'm not even just saying this for you guys. I'm saying this for me too. Christ forgave people who murdered him. He was on the cross begging God to forgive them. So we got to ask ourselves, who do we need to forgive? What do we need to forgive? We have to walk in Christ's ways. I'm not going to say it's not going to be easy. But it's possible with him. Reading about how Christ lived motivated me when I started my walk to live more like him. But I'm human, so I made a lot of mistakes. And I wasn't very patient at times. I wasn't very compassionate at times. I guess you could say kind. And, you know, we're human, so it's easy for us to want to revert to our human ways because like in our society, it's like, if you do me wrong, I'm doing you wrong back. Or if somebody needs something from us and we have it, we could choose to be selfish and be like, nah, I don't got it right now. We could lie. But a big thing is remembering how Christ repaid every evil that was done to him with good. How have we reacted when somebody has done us wrong? Did we go to social media and post about them? Did we go to their house and try to fight them? And then you realize that if we're trying to pursue a life that is Christ-like, we can't do those things. And let me say something about God. I don't know what verse it is, but God says, vengeance is his. Don't try to seek vengeance on your own because he got that. If you have a relationship with God and somebody hurts you, tell your, tell your father in heaven, bro. I think he got that. I think he got that way more than we think we have that. So I think that's in the book of Romans too. Romans is so good, by the way. You guys should definitely read Romans. Just putting that out there. Brother Paul was going crazy in Romans. But you see, we can easily be so blinded by this world and want to conform to the patterns of it and just live how everyone in society is like, like I said, you do wrong, I'll do you wrong. Or we can rise above that and we could try to live like Christ. Well, don't beat yourself up when you find yourself spazzing out at somebody and you're like, dang, that's not very Christ-like because let me tell you something, I have those moments 20 times a day. I think me and my sister will get into it about something so dumb and I'll be like, oh, you're so dumb or oh, you're an idiot. And I'm like, ooh, God would have not said that. Jesus would have not said those words. And I come to her like five minutes later and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, mm-hmm, you know. So like I said, don't beat yourself up if you fall because unfortunately, it's going to happen. We are human and we're going to make mistakes. But the good thing is that we have the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, to guide us every single step of the way. I just want to make sure that 
you guys are understanding, and I as well am understanding, that in order to live for Christ, we have to walk like him. And, yeah. We have to ask ourselves these questions. Are we giving? Are we forgiving? Are we loving? Christ loved his enemies. Imagine that. Imagine that. And you have that person blocked on Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes. Like, you have to, you guys have to understand. When I'm saying things like this, I'm kind of talking about myself too. Not even kind of. I am talking about myself. I have a few people blocked, actually, that God is like, Rico, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm putting myself out there because that's what this is about. I'm going to be transparent with you guys. You guys are not alone in this walk. That's why we're doing it together. We have to really evaluate our lives and try to seek God with all of our heart. We're, we're not going to only forget the people we want to forgive. We're going to forgive everybody, no matter how long it takes or how hard it is. Because that's what Christ would do. We're going to be patient even when we don't even want to be because that's what Christ would do. We're going to speak the truth because that's what Christ would do. But the biggest takeaway from this is that we have to ask ourselves, how can we live more like Christ? I want to thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Chasing Christ. But before I close out, I want to leave you guys with a Bible verse and a word of prayer. This is from Romans 12, 21. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. And I love that. The whole book of Romans goes crazy. I already told you guys this, so you guys should definitely check it out. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to come to you right now. We want to give you thanks for what you've been able to do in our lives. Father God, we know that we're not perfect, but I know that you know that already. So we don't even have to let you know that because you just know, God. That is exactly why you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. We pray, Father God, that as we continue this journey, that you, God, will lead the way, that you will show us how to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to be more compassionate, kind. Help us to have all the attributes that he possessed, Father God. May you bless us in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for watching Chasing Christ, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.